You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. The correct Jordan Hare Stadium time is 8.54 Central Daylight Standard Time. Greetings and salutations, Orange and Truthers. Your digital audio device is tuned into the Orange and True podcast harbored by collegeofmagnolia.com. I'm your friendly host, at Son of Crow 2 on Twitter, at Son of Crow on Venmo. To one side of me, giving you full Fort Payne ASMR. Is a man of taste, a man who owns a couple of Hawaiian shirts, whose shirts match his tropical fish tanks, AU Chief. Peanut beat that thing. If you have noticed, I introduced Chief first because he's here. To the other side of me is not data scientist Ryan Starrett, at Ryan S. Starrett on Twitter, because he is elsewhere and through the magic of the internet, we're reaching out to him from an undisclosed location. Ryan, can you read us? Loud and clear. Okay, yeah, a little bit of a delay. That's okay. That's what happens when you are using <laughs> Skype, which I think is a Microsoft property. It is. Yeah, because it asked me to log in with my Microsoft yeah, office my, or something like that. My account. Hotmail login yeah. from 1997. Anyway, what I was telling these guys before the show is that I'm losing respect for Auburn great Frank Thomas because... Watching a lot of Tour de France and on the NBC Sports Network app, you only get about 10 commercials. And so it cycles through them. And there's a lot of commercial breaks in a four-hour, five-hour long cycling race. And so seeing Frank Thomas debase himself for wiener pills is just <laughs> For something called Nugenics, which like sounds a lot like eugenics, yes. which is a really horrible thing. Yeah, not great. I thought Nugenics was some sort of... Uh... Uh, diet. It's testosterone boosting, is what it is. Oh. It's supposed to build lean muscle, and it probably are. They're probably a sponsor. So you can hit show, more home runs. I really don't care. <laughs> yeah. It's so, you know, when you live 40, you lose your free testosterone. So you pay them for more testosterone. Yeah. I think what they're talking about. Yeah. I've seen the commercial 10,000 times. On today's show, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk a little bit of hoops, maybe a lot of bit of hoops. What's really funny is that we are at least. Twice as many uh, as many days from basketball season as we are football season. Yet we're talking way more basketball again than we are football. Ryan, you sent us the show notes. I know I know our feed is not going super well, but can you talk a little about the basketball commit we got? Otherwise, Chief and I can talk about him. Yeah, so we uh, got a guy who reclassified out of the 2020 class, and he'll actually be on campus this season. Uh, Devin Cambridge out of Atlanta. Uh, he's a yeah. AAU teammate with Sharif Cooper Sorry. and BJ Boston, which might have something to do with why he's coming to Auburn. I won't really speculate on that too much. But uh, he's a pretty good player in his own mate, own right. Uh, I think, he'll, from what I understand, he's like a three or four. Um, I'll, I'll lean more on the, the basketball. Rivals has him as a three. 
he looks like he's on that same AOT team, that AAU team, like you said, with Sharif. We're basically signing that entire team, which is yeah. I mean, that's not a bad thing to do. That happens all the time. But but and you know, plus Walker Kessler. Yeah, plus Walker Kessler. So you have a bunch of guys who have played together or played that against each other, and that really AAU helps with, in terms of your team. It really is, and like, like that's one of those things. It's like a, it's not one of the ones that's like I know there's one that's called like Chris Paul, like <laughs> Team Chris Paul. Like some of them are like owned by or sponsored by NBA players, and those obviously get really good good players. But this is not one of those. Um, it's just an Atlanta area thing, right? Yeah. What does AOT stand for? Atlanta off the tracks. It's, yeah, it's some, <laughs> it's some funny thing. I'll, I'll do Atlanta some outside the per- no, it's not OTP. <laughs> Is it OPP? It's Athletes of Tomorrow. Oh, I'm down with AOT. Yeah, yeah you, you know, know me. me. So Ryan, you know, there's a lot of height and size we've added to the perimeter. And if he's on the same team as BJ Boston and and Sharif Cooper, it doesn't you know well not going to hurt us in terms of our recruiting in the future either, which is kind of nice. And uh, Ryan. What? Who did we add in basketball? You have a basketball schedule added a few games. I've kind of been out of it. We've been in fundraising mode back at work. It's been pretty busy. Did we add anybody? No, I know we added Iowa State yeah, today, so we, which we I'm disappointed. We picked up about. Iowa State for the Big Twelve Challenge. Uh, it's not. I don't think it's the game everybody wanted, which is either Kansas or Texas Tech. But it's they're still a really yeah, good program. We both had an unethical uh, president. Bowl. Yeah, this is a uh, Chiswick Leaf Bowl. The Chiswick Bowl. But, uh, oh, or the Chiswick Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was, also I was wanting over the last to week. play Texas, Baylor, Kansas. Well, I, yeah, I wanted Kansas or Texas Tech because we were both in the Final Four. That seems like a sexiest ma- matchup. Yeah, and and uh, I wanted Baylor because I have a Baylor connection back home, or yeah. Texas, or Kansas. Cool. One of the schools that are actually good at basketball. I guess Iowa State was sneaky good last year. I don't know. I mean, they've been good. They had Carlos Boozer at one point. That was Carlos moving to Kansas. Oh, wait. You're thinking of uh, the guy who had the mental health issue, Royce Young, Royce White, who went to the NBA and then ended up flushing out of the G League, I think. Hmm. Yeah. I'm thinking of a guy from, like, 1999 that played for Iowa State. Oh. They were in the... Yeah, I mean, they've been better than us, but everybody has. (laughs) I mean, everybody's been better than Auburn. It's not a hard feat. And Jared Harper... The Suns can now say they've got Jared. I know that's a, t- a headline that literally everybody used this week. But uh, Ryan, what do you think about Jared Harper with the Phoenix Suns? Yeah, so I mean, I think it's kind of what we all oh, talked about was uh, Jared getting a two-way contract on a team that needs point guard depth. Um, yeah, I think you probably know more about how these two-way contracts work. It essentially means he can be a G League and an NBA player. Is that right? Yeah, so basically he gets like 45 games. It's like 45 games max in the NBA. Um, the rest of the games he has to play in the G League. If he even is in an NBA uniform for more than 45 games and doesn't play, they have to pay him league minimum uh, salary. Also, I believe two-way contracts are two-year deals. I also think, I don't, I don't think, I know, they're not guaranteed at all. So he could be cut at any moment um, off a two-way contract and, yeah. and that's it. I know that the Mavericks, for instance, cut Costas Antetokounmpo, Giannis's uh, brother. They had him on a two-way deal and had him play in summer league, and they didn't like what they saw, and so they cut him, 
and he was picked up like immediately by the Lakers. Um, you know, who knows why? Maybe they think that is going to help him get Giannis in a couple of years so they have his brother. Who knows? But I do know that two-way contracts can be really bad in terms of the fact that they're not guaranteed. They also be really good because if you're on a two-way deal, it allows the team to move you up to the NBA on a trial basis without having to commit a bunch of cash, which means your teams are much more likely to give guys shots yeah. in games they would normally not give guys shots in because yeah. they, they can do it. So Jerry could get moved up for like a, like a, a bogus game the Suns have in like November against um, the Grizzlies. They could go, hey, let's, let's move Jared up, just see what he can do. And then he could show out and either another team could trade for him or, or the Suns could decide, hey, look what we've got. So yeah, it's a good thing, it's a good thing long-term for Jared to have a two-way deal. And if I doesn't he Especially get like he didn't get uh, a prorated yeah. NBA contract for as long as he's in the NBA? Is that how that works? Yeah he he gets a prorated deal. Um, so if he's he there for a month, he gets an NBA minimum for a month. Yeah, right. I believe that's right. Um, but if he's only there, if he's if he's in the G League the whole season, he stays at like I think it's seventy five thousand dollars a year, which is not that bad. Because he's due it, as opposed to the, uh, if he was just signed to a G League contract, it's it's a ton less, the amount of money is a ton less. So he's gonna make a lot more money on a two way deal than he would if he had just been signed by the Iowa Barnstormers or whatever their name is now, <laughs> the Grand River, there's Grand Valley Raptors or Rapids or something like that too. Most of the G League teams are named like the Austin Toros that wear black and silver and just are the Spurs. A lot of them right. are called like literally the the Warriors G League teams are both called, our little G League team is called the Warriors. Hmm. Um, a lot of them do that kind of like Atlanta United too, or like oh, yeah, yeah. in like the Bundesliga. Yeah. I know a lot of the Dortmund has a Dortmund two that plays in like the third or fourth league. It just it helps it helps them both because almost almost every NBA team I might be wrong that might be every team this year has a G League team that they own. And they control all the rights of those players on it. Really has helped. The G League has grown a considerable distance from what it used to be when it first started. So now a lot of a lot of uh, teams are using the G League like the Major League Baseball does in minor league. What does G stand for in G League? Uh, Gatorade. Really? It used to be the D League for the Development right, League, and right. then Gatorade said we would like it to be called the NBA Gatorade League. And the NBA said that'll cost you a lot of money, and Gatorade said, "Well, guess what? We have." X amount of money. Yeah, a lot of money. So, you know, that's that's a that's a good that's the way football works in Europe. Yeah, and, and basketball, I assume as well, probably works that way. Yeah, there's there's different leagues, and then and and a lot of times teams have minor league teams and academy teams. It's a good thing. It's a good thing for the league. I think it's a bad thing for college basketball. Yeah, but long term, it's a bad thing because I think a lot of kids are gonna start testing G League waters. Because the G League does not have an age minimum yet. Yeah. Or it does have one, but it's a year younger. It's 18 instead of 19. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So I think, I mean, that's, to me, and I believe, I'm not certain, but I believe a lot, almost every G League game is televised on ESPN+. Plus. So if you would like to see Jared Harper play basketball this season, which I know you do because you're an Auburn fan, you love Jared, you can watch the, they're called the Northern Arizona Suns, NA Suns. On ESPN Plus. What city do they play in? You're gonna, I knew you were going to ask me that. It's not Scottsdale. It's some other, like, 
I mean, it is not. It is not a great town place. No, it's not like a fun, cool place Tempe. that has a that has a lot of good golf courses. It's it's like a place that you wouldn't want to go to. I thought all the every city there had great golf courses. Uh, I don't is it just in the desert. Um, no, a lot of northern Arizona's mountains, which is nice. North Arizona Suns play in Prescott Valley, Arizona. No, um, Prescott Valley, Arizona is. A town located in Yavapai County, Arizona, United States, about eight miles east of Prescott, which it has surpassed in growth. Prescott Valley was the seventh fastest growing place in Arizona between two, 1999 and 2000. Currently 45,000 residents. So it's similar to Auburn. He's basically yeah. staying in the Lee County of, uh, of Arizona, but I think it's a mountainous That's area, cool. perhaps. Orange True Podcast, your main source for Arizona geography and demographics. We are the only Auburn podcast that will tell you that according to a 2017 census, there were 44,666 in Prescott Valley, California, uh, Arizona. I'll also be the only host that knows now, except for now, Chief knows, and Ryan probably, if the Skype calls to us. The Walker Party discovered gold along Lynx Creek in 1863 right outside, and that's when the sound, the town started. There's okay. gold in them thar hills. So uh, that's where Jared's at now. Prescott Valley, Arizona. Pray for Jared that he gets to Phoenix as fast as he can. Now, it's probably a lovely place, Prescott Valley. I'm sure they've got wonderful. The number of He's four employers, Walmart. So making six figures. So it's pretty cool. They no, got a, he's not. No, he's not. He's not. No, he's not. Almost. He might after if there's some sort of bonus involved. Yeah. I think he can make up to 225, including bonuses. Right. Yeah. That's probably includes appearances for the Suns. Yeah. Guess what he can do now, though? He can sign autographs for kids for money huh, if he wanted can. to. Yeah. We couldn't do that last year. Probably uh, such a nice guy that he's probably not going to charge kids for autographs. You know what else he can do? He can come back to Auburn, Alabama and sit in J&M and charge 15 bucks an autograph and picture if he wants to. It's true. And he probably will do that if he's smart. Yeah. Because I'll pay him 15 bucks to get my picture taken now, with him. People still remember you for sure. I mean. Yeah. He's a hero. He's the, the best point guard in the history of the school. Unless, unless he becomes a breakout NBA star, the line, his autograph line is as long, long as it'll ever be currently. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Ryan just texted us. I'm going to stop recording. I'm hearing random bits of Arizona geography, but I'm very lost. <laughs> we all are, Ryan. We all, oh, all are lost. Texted him back. Um, I guess we've lost Ryan. We lost Ryan. Ryan in an undisclosed location somewhere in eastern Georgia, as far as I know. Um, it's close to a wing stop. So here's what here what's happened is is we've lost our anchor. We've lost our compass. Chief and I are rudderless, adrift on the sea of podcasting, and we, we have a show notes to stick with. But the question is, do we stick with it, or do I ask Chief, would you rather Auburn questions? I think the answer is the latter, not the former. <laughs> Chief, would you rather... This is our Would You Rather segment in which I ask chief questions. One is funny, one is not as funny. And uh, the funny, the, the first one I'm going to go with is an Auburn funny question. Okay. Or Auburn not funny, just an Auburn question. Would you rather Auburn wins the next national championship in football, but Alabama wins the four after that in a row? Four straight. Okay. Or, okay. or, would you rather Alabama wins this year's national championship in football, 
and then Alabama goes three and nine the next four seasons, but Auburn does not win a national championship in that five year span. Ooh, man. So you got five years, one of good for Alabama and four of just horrible. Well, or one great year for Auburn and then four just just a dynasty, another like a continuation of the great Alabama dynasty. Yeah. Um that's tough because that national championship would be awesome. It would be awesome. I, I'd love to have that. And that's what we play for. Um, that's what so you say a, we play for. I play just to have a good time. In, in a vacuum, um, sure, I'd, I'd take that. But then you have to uh, consider where Alabama winning four more puts, puts our program. It probably results in even more turmoil than we currently have. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, could you fathom a, f- a, f- a four-year stretch of Alabama national championships? Yes. How that would affect Auburn? It would. People would lose their minds. Yeah. Um, I think. I think I go with choice number two because I think after that four-year span of Alabama, three and nines, three and nines, Auburn, even if they're not winning a national championship in those four years. Uh, or five-year span, as we have now said, um, I think we're in a much better place at the end of that five years. You're probably right. Uh, We've probably beaten Alabama four years. Right? right. So I think, you know, you didn't say we didn't win an SEC championship. It's true. We could have won, we could have won four of them. So, uh, you yeah, know, I think i go with a second. Okay. Uh, Despite my previous insistence that we do play for championships, I mean the national championship is the ultimate goal. Yeah, I know, and that's the truth. But I feel like I I had this conversation with somebody. You don't have to win one every year. No, I I had this question. I had this discussion with somebody before we won um, the 2010 national championship, and I said that I think that ESPN and the um, and, and the BCS or whatever, really just ESPN and the internet have made it to where that is what we play for every year. There was a time in which that was a, that was a side effect of a good year, but not the definition of one. Right. The definition of a good year was you win your conference, you win your bowl game. Like if Auburn, it used to be, if Auburn won the Sugar Bowl, that was a good year. Yeah. Well, um, bowls used to be more prestigious than they have been. I mean, it, people were like, oh, people complain about people complaining about adding more bowls. But the more bowls you add, the less prestige there are in those bowls. I mean, um, yeah, the bowl games used to be less. I mean, just by sheer not definition, but if there's less people in the bowls, less people earning their spots in the bowls. If you earn a spot in a bowl, then it's more special than it is now when a hundred people go play the bowl game. It's true, but. That's not me saying we need less bowl games. Yeah. Um, but I do think that the prestige of a Music City Bowl that Auburn played in this year is a little less than whatever bowl game Auburn would have played in the 80s with a similar record. Yeah. I'm going to ask you a funny, funny one. Okay. This is from the great podcast Comedy Bang Bang, which Comedy is one of my favorite Bang. podcasts. Okay. Would you rather everyone follows the New Year's resolution of the person of the person farthest from them on New Year's Eve, or okay. all cooked meat still acts alive? 
So whoever's furthest from you on uh, New Year's Eve right. at that moment. In the room? Like no, in the world. Are, in the world. You got so, to do their resolution. Whatever their resolution. Someone in... Um, like Taipei or something. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, Singapore. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you got to do Taiwan. whatever that man or woman's... Resolution or maybe it's to not drink Chang beer for the right. year and then I'm good. Uh, but yeah, go ahead. Chances are we would be completely irrelevant to you, yes, right? Like, right. you'd be like, Well, I'm eating too much, you know, duck, <laughs> yeah, yeah. wonton soup. Okay, I, I love wonton if soup, they, but I could probably do it rice. Yeah, that might hurt me. I, I like my rice anyway. Uh, or cooked meat acts alive, so you, you have <laughs> a steak that's mooing and, yeah, yeah. and moving around the, the table. Huh. It's cooked, you can eat it, but you got ketchup. Oh, you gotta basically. Oh, it moves. Depending uh, on what it is. Jeez. Um. Well, I guess I'm going with. Oh man, I can't choose which person furthest for me. There's just like a scientific. It's just this whatever one person magic. Yeah, whatever is at the, that moment. That's tough because I don't know if the resolution. Kind of like a Freaky Friday situation where you don't ever what get if to the choose. Resolution who's is to like murder people. And there you go. Murder You'd people. have to do it. Or if the resolution is like, uh, never go to America again, or stop going to America. We get to leave. I'm going to be the biggest Alabama Crimson Tide fan this year. Right. Tide, just get too much Tide in <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to go with... Uh, cook meat acts alive? Cook meat that acts alive, yeah. All right. Would you rather Auburn basketball... Mm-hmm. Well, okay, here's the thing. Would you rather... Uh, Auburn wins the 2014 Iron Bowl, which I consider to be the biggest turning point in the program's yeah, history in the last, game. last 10 years. So Auburn wins the 2014 Iron Bowl, or Auburn beats Georgia in 2016. 16 is the one that everyone, like, literally everyone lays the 2016 Iron Bowl. Anytime you bring up Gus Malzahn, positive or negative, the 2016 Georgia game gets brought, is going to get brought up. Period. Yeah, that, that's... I've never been more mad about a game than that game. 2015, people give not a pass, but kind of a pass. Yeah. At this point. Even though that should have been Jeremy Johnson's like breakout year. Yeah. Um, Once we realized he wasn't, I think people give Gus more of a pass on Jeremy Johnson than they do on Sean White yeah. starting the 2016 well, Georgia game. Because, um, because we shouldn't have been in that situation. But Sean White have been great all year, and then that happened, and it was disgusting. And it it just I've never been more mad. I'd rather win that game. You know that. To be honest with you, it, it, it because I've never, never we were, we were actually having a pretty good season. Yeah. Um. There, um. Fourteen had gotten away from us already by the time we played Alabama. We won in twenty sixteen, I believe we won seven or eight straight games. Yeah. Or something like that, or and six or the seven. Georgia game, the, the wheels fell off. It was the first time in Auburn history. I remember writing an article for this. It was one of the first articles I ever wrote for the website. I used to do this thing where I cherry picked stats. Yeah. And then I realized that Josh Dub oh, that's was Josh much, Dubb's game. Yeah, much better than I am. But it was the Auburn had never not beaten Alabama in a season in which it also had a six game win. Yeah, streak. yeah, yeah. It was the first time that Auburn had a six-game winning streak and didn't also beat Alabama. Yeah. Because um, yeah. the wheels just fell off. It just completely yeah, fell off. Yeah, I, I think we've got to be – I, I take that 16 win. I, I, I wanted – we had that game won. If we win that game – if if Sean White's hurt going into Alabama, 
we probably don't beat Alabama in 16. I mean, yeah. Uh, anyway, but um, we get a better bowl game. Um, it, it looks better. People aren't as mad, I think, about everything. There's no – you don't have that game to lay at Gus's feet and say and – I, and honestly, I don't I don't blame Gus. I think Sean White lied to them and yeah. said he wasn't hurt. Like, but when you can clearly see that the kid can't throw the ball – with, in warm-ups, they could have seen that. Don't probably. let him. Don't have him throw the ball. And, yeah. and I think Rhett was calling the plays. And Cam Petley was also not right yeah, by then either in the things, year. But, but oh, could have taken a knee. Yeah. Like, for the rest of the game and won the game. Yeah. Um, it it was the most frustrating game I've ever watched as an Auburn fan. It's similar to, and this is a oh, we were, 2011 Florida game. Yeah, Florida right, right. We played FAU. I thought we played University of Florida, and we looked right. like I remember the quarterbacking being just really like I remember thinking, how did it get this bad this fast at quarterback <laughs> for Auburn? <laughs> and then the next year we would come to find out that it would get way way worse than that. Did we play them? All right. Yeah, next question. Yeah, we did. Would you rather the next three Marvel movies? are somehow just shot-for-shot remakes of the Billy Zane movie, The Phantom. Oh, the the next three are... The next three are just The Phantom, but like the first one's called The Phantom, and they just reintroduced The Phantom, which I don't even think is a Marvel property. No, he's not. He's not. He's older than Marvel, I believe. And the next two after that, they just like... They call it like Black Widow or whatever, but it really is just the same movie they just put out. Just different actors. They just put ScarJo in or, as the uh, Phantom. Uh, if you if you're gonna tell me Billy Zane is in it, <laughs> they call it Black Widow. Yeah. No, shot for shot remake of the Phantom. Okay. Or would you rather the next James Bond film, Bond Twenty Five, is just a complete rehash, rescript, same script, new actors, the new current James Bond actors. Doing tomorrow never dies. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh. Which is not the worst of the Brosnan films, but it sucks. <laughs> and and there's the, only one good Brosnan film. <laughs> no, only the one. And the and he's a great Bond. The film is terrible. Me and Van Allen are going to disagree about this, but uh, tomorrow yeah, never dies loves, is yeah. the most aged. Is the most right, tomorrow never dies oldest. is the one that's like the newspaper tycoon, right? The guy wants boat. to the guy wants to start a war between China and Eng, and, and England, so that he well, can they could control. they could make that movie now because they it's have to make real. it for the China box office right. too. <laughs> they want to start a war between China and England, so that he will have a monopoly on the print and television right. media. You got to remember, around this time, that was around the same time Hong Kong they handed over. It was. Shortly right before they handed over Hong Kong, I believe, to... I think it was China. right after. Right after. So, like, yeah, nowadays, who cares? Who yeah. has the print media yeah. right to yeah. a news story? Print media. At no point does this guy, he's sitting there typing on an iPad, bring up the fact that, hey, what if we want the, the streaming rights or the worldwide internet rights? Now, like, everything he talks about, he say, he literally goes through, like, I want newspapers. I want magazines. And he goes through, like, 10 or 11 things. I can be honest with you. That are like completely irrelevant. I, I want to see. I want to see these these Phantom remakes. No, no. I want to see this. I want to see this Bond movie because of how earnest everybody is. Daniel Craig in these movies trying to do a Tomorrow Never Dies remake. Oh, that would be awesome. This is the Halo <laughs> jump. I remember I loved this movie as a kid. I loved Tomorrow Never Dies, and now I watched it again recently, and I was like, 
Yeah. God, this movie is horrible. Yeah, Van likes that one, I know. And, and I mean, Goldeneye is really the only one that's uh, worth watching. Goldeneye. Yeah, it's actually good. Goldeneye is the best Bronson movie, period. Yeah. I mean, there's some over-the-top stuff. Um, sure. But Zenia on, on the top yeah, that kills, kills men by... Choking them with her legs? Suffocating them, I guess. I don't know. I have, like, can't figure out what it is that she's doing with her legs. Zenia it's killing these on men. On a top. That's her name. On a top. Unbelievable. Toronto Ever Dies also is like... The, I can't remember the people's names in that. The, isn't the general named after something like... Like General Chang, like the chicken? <laughs> general So? Yeah, something like that. Maybe. There's some weird Chinese yeah. food reference that they made. Yeah. Um, all right. Man. Back to Auburn question. So you would rather have the Toronto Ever Dies remake? Yeah, because Daniel Craig. I just... The, the, I think it would be hilarious. It would be hilarious. Because yeah. he, he's very serious and that movie would be just bizarre. <laughs> It'd be a, it'd be a, it would be kind of what it was. We had a, an actor who could have done a serious Bond, yes. given scripts yeah. that yeah. were for a lunacy, a lunatic. Yeah, like not even I, I don't know a Bond that could have done that. Like not even Roger Moore could have yeah. pulled off the things that Pierce Brosnan was asked to do. No, it was like Roger Moore was. It was. It would be if Sean Connery was given a Roger Moore script and said, "All right, you make this <laughs> yeah. happen." Yeah, that's been Bond talk. All right. Back to Auburn talk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is not a would you rather. This is just a question, blanket question. Okay. What is the worst? What is the worst experience you've had in an Auburn win in Auburn, Alabama? Worst experience I've had of an Auburn win at an Auburn home win. Wow, it's tough. It's really tough. Um, football. I assume. Sure. Um, Unless you have a bad like, basketball experience. I, I, yeah, I believe I do. Let me look up and make sure this was a win. Dude, I remember a bad basketball. I remember Auburn beating Georgia in 2006 or seven in basketball and me looking at the guy next to me and saying, that was the worst basketball game I've ever watched <laughs> at any level. That looked like two teams that had no business being on the court. Um, well, I've been to a lot of uh, those in the late Barbie years. Um, this was in the Lebo era. Even though I liked Lebo, that was a... Lebo wasn't the most offensive-minded coach, so some of the games were kind of slogs, and that was a slog of slogs. Yeah. Because that was also after Georgia had gotten busted with some sort of <laughs> pay-for-play scandal, and so their team was on probation, and they still almost beat Auburn or something like that. I'm looking this up, um, because Auburn... Played Ole Miss at in uh, Beard Eves. Let's see schedule and results. Let's see. In February, yeah, it was a win. Uh, this is going to get real and depressing real quick. Um, I can't I was wait. At this Auburn basketball game, Ole Miss, uh, and got kept my phone kept getting blown up by people from Fort Payne, and it turned out one of my very best friends had died in a car crash. Oh man, so that it is dark. Uh, I did not go back to Auburn. I didn't go back to a game at Beard Eves for. Probably over a year after that. Mm-hmm. A bummer. Yeah, it is um, a bummer. So sorry about getting so real, but that was a really horrible win for Auburn. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, football? Uh, man. Um, at the time, I didn't think of it as so bad. That win over South Carolina uh, in 2014, I believe. Okay. Uh, where we really shouldn't have won the game. Um, because we had 
it was it was wild. There uh, there at the end, we had two guys with the same number on the field defending and all this, <laughs> all this other stuff. Um, I think that was that game. I think that was two thousand. 14. Was that right? two Montrevious Atkinsons on the field? Because, <laughs> because Duke Williams is also on the field? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was... It was a Hail Mary? Yep, yep. It was right before the butt fumble fiasco with Texas A&M, I believe. I, I believe I have my timeline right. Yeah. Because we should have won that one, and then the next week we had a bunch of other weird stuff mm-hmm. happen, and we did end up losing to Texas A&M to two similar... Was this players. the Ole Miss game? It was the Ole Miss game we're talking about. No, no. Uh, the this was South Carolina. South Carolina. Which was the game that we? I felt horrible because we won, but Ole Miss's receiver, like Laquan Trevor. Oh no, I was there. His for that. leg blew out. That was rough. Was that uh, at Auburn? No, that was at Ole Miss. I was in okay. Oxford, and those people. That's the worst I've ever felt about winning a football game in my life. We should have lost that game on that play, <laughs> and instead <laughs> I didn't won feel the bad game. about it. Uh, especially the way that uh, a lot of the Ole Miss fans were treating Auburn people after that game, acting as if we had if that. we had murdered him, yeah, yeah. like as if I personally had done that, called us a bunch of cheaters because of that because we broke his leg on purpose. They keep they still say Chris Frost broke his leg, which is there's no way to break someone's leg on purpose like not that. like that. He was just making it if Chris Frost had done that, he's the most talented linebacker in the history of the world. Yeah. Because right. he could have done it on command. He could have just broken the guy's leg every, every game. Yeah, look at him. <laughs> Kevin still should have said, Chris, go do the break your leg play on yeah. uh, Johnny Manziel. Let's get this right. over with. Yeah. No, that was uh, that was rough. Um, that was not in Auburn. I was there. It wasn't enjoyable because of the people after the game. Um, that, but I understood it. Um, yeah. I, I understood. They, they were as good as they are ever going to be, probably. And... Um, Two weeks in a row, they lose. They lost to Alabama, I think, the week before. They lost to someone, and then they they were like, "No, we still got this. We're still going to win the West." They were all they're all being pretty nice the night before, but fairly smug because they thought they were going to beat Auburn. They may have beaten Alabama that year. That may have been the, the situation. I know Hugh Freeze beat them. They, they had lost a game the week before. It may have been okay. Ole Miss or uh, LSU. Okay. Um, but then. Um, then, of course, they lost to us, shattering any expectations they had of uh, competing yeah. for a national championship, which is what they thought they were going to do. <laughs> so, they were not happy. They were not a bunch of happy people. I mean, Mississippi schools, could you imagine that type of, like... I mean, that is, every day you wake up knowing, before the year starts, there's no chance we're winning this thing. Mediocre. Like, like... <laughs> Mississippi State fans right now might think, yeah, hey, we got Nick Fitzgerald. Okay. I think Ole Miss has had a couple of 10-win seasons, so so uh, in the recent, in the last 15 years. I mean, I mean, Mississippi State had the best coach in the history of the school. They yeah. were number two in America Houston, at one point. Yeah. No, not Mississippi State. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, sorry. They were, number two, they were number two in America with Dak Prescott and still could not get it yeah, done. Yeah. And, and now they've got... Joe Moorhead and a quarterback who literally cannot throw, who beat us last year but cannot throw. Joe Joe Moorhead, uh, James Jones's favorite coach, apparently. I didn't know this. And yeah, I, we looked at the media days was this past week. It's a great segue. It's real Gee, high. On Brian really wanted us to talk about media days. Well, I didn't right. watch one minute of. Dude, not a second. I went to Birmingham for. I, it. I, I saw a couple it. of pictures. Uh, and little video of Gus on a, uh, a muted TV at yeah. one point. Um, that's about it. That's about all I've seen. Some Twitter videos that just scroll on past. I 
Sorry. Sorry, listeners. I'm not that interested in it. I uh, I watched. I went. I went to see the set, shutdown forecast record live yeah. in Birmingham at Stars Karaoke Bar. Was that fun? It was a blast. You probably hear an ad from them on this podcast right about now. Great idea of taking a break. We hadn't done that yet. Uh, yeah, shout out to Josh, to Josh Black, Joshua Black, J- Joshua B Black on Twitter. JB, as we call him here. One of the Just two. Now. One of the Joshes that this is the official podcast of. Yeah. Um. Forget, let me know that was coming. He knew, he had some inside information that that was coming. Josh has some infi- inside information about everything. Is yeah, well, turns right out. He's a, he well likes connected. to talk to people. He is a well connected guy. It's pretty funny what happens when you just talk to people. Yeah. And you're nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice he's guy. a genuinely nice dude. Yeah. We're going to have him on the pod at some point. I know he's already, he is sold on the 2012 podcast, which working yeah. title is How Bad Can It Get? Colon. The story of the Auburn Tigers, 2012 <laughs> season. Um, Man. And we're going to talk, and we're going to have people on to talk and grieve and really like get, get into the nitty-gritty of what it felt like to be a fan or a reporter in 2012. <laughs> um, speaking of reporters, it was media day. I saw two, report, two Auburn beat writers were at the Shutdown Forecast show. Oh, talk to him, Jay talk Ferg. To him. Was Jay Ferg and uh, uh, Tom Green. Oh, yeah, our buddy Tom from yeah. uh, Minneapolis. He was there, the both of them. And uh, they were bored to tears about being at Media Day. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I mean, that, that's got to be a just... It's a beating. Horrible job. I can't imagine. I mean, I love... It'd be really super fun to be a beat writer, but that is a beating to yeah. have to go cover Media Days. Yeah. To ask the same question. Well, and it's, you're talking to somebody that's been asked the same question over and who is And who is there... To give you milk toast answers, like yeah, yeah. like Gus is a a coach speak coach. From what I saw, though, Gus was he was Gus was fired up. He was dealing. He at was, least he from was giving I, him a lot more at this thing than uh, usual. From what I read, Gus was like, "Look, I'm going out on top. Here's the deal. I'm gonna be me at the end of this thing. Blazing, yeah, riding a dragon with his shirt off. Because Gus did what I said last year. I hoped Gus would do, and that is, if this is gonna be it, yeah." Then I'm calling That'd my own plays, yeah. running my own offense, and no one can blame anybody but me. And I think yeah. we've seen Gus. We Auburn got a JUCO commit from the number one offensive tackle in JUCO. We got another. I think that's the, the second offensive tackle JUCO commit we have for for next year. Um, which we're all really worried about the offensive line, hmm. not this season, but next season. Yeah, and oh, I think yeah. Gus is kind of shoring that up with some. Junior college talent at the moment. It's going to be wide open competition next year. Yeah. Yeah. So we got a German guy. Yeah. And he's German. He's off Deutsch. I don't know if you guys know, but the Germans won the football world championship uh, just over four years ago. I did not know that. They beat us? Were we we in it? Uh, We were in that one. Okay. We lost to Belgium, remember? (laughs) That's right. Oh, you're talking about the World Cup. Football. Yeah. You're right. They did win it. They're a footballing nation. Germany. You know, the, the German American Football League is a big deal. Oh, is it? I didn't oh, know. I, didn't I mean, know. they they as okay. far as American football goes. So, in the, do we do we think this guy played American football over there? Because I, I saw some people saying, "Oh, he's only played one year of football here." That's what I wanted to know. I don't. I didn't look into. It. I looked into where he was from in Germany. It was like it's a suburb of Munich. Oh, so he's a southern German guy. That's where I think everyone's from is Munich. Well, if he's from Bavaria, here's what I know about it. Number he one, he loves beer. Well, he loves he loves like. Oh. Bavarian beer comes in steins, 
and usually ends up warm at the end because oh. if you have a liter yeah, of beer, huge, yeah. it's going to be. I've warm seen beer bottom. fest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Documentary beer fest. Uh, or as where I lived in Germany, the beer comes in like 0.2 liter yeah. small glasses yeah. because they want it to be cold. Yeah. It's a whole thing. And people in the North think the Germans in the South are rednecks. It's very similar to the United States. So interesting. He's going to be from a place that's very hospitable, very warm, kind of similar culturally to the South in terms okay. of that kind of stuff. Okay. And let, other than like if he'd been from where I live in Germany, he'd be more much more of a culture shock for him. It's going to still be one. Sure. Because the language I, and all that stuff. I, um, I played basketball with a, a guy named Jan Ballback, who was from Munich. Nice. Uh, I assume he was probably from somewhere outside Munich. Yeah. Uh, he's a big city. Uh, but, uh, yeah, um, he, uh, it was a bit of a culture shock. He was big into Genesis. I know this is a weird The band thing. Genesis? Yeah, Prog rock? Yeah, big into it, which is weird for a kid. It's you know sixteen and uh, no, two thousand. You know my hottest Genesis take is what? That's the only good Phil Collins, and uh, that I mean people really man. disagree with me on that. Man, I like Phil Collins. I know a lot of people I do. Phil Collins. You and Roger Bennett hate Phil Collins. I don't like Phil Collins. I like Genesis. Yeah. Well, I mean Peter Gabriel was. Yeah. Uh, some people don't like Phil Collins as Genesis. They only like Peter Gabriel. Genesis. I like Peter Gabriel. Period. Well, who does? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just not a big In the Air Tonight fan. Oh, what? It's a, I mean, it's fine. Oh, that was, I used to listen to that before basketball. I know. I for some reason, up. it became like the pump-up song. Well, I, I, I thought I was weird for listening to it. No, they used to play it at Jordan Hare before games, and I was like, this is so dumb. This is not the pump-up of a song. Yeah, It's a very slow that. song, I used and then to it goes... The best is uh, on Family Guys uh, um, does a rendition of that. Students no. sings it, and it is it's maybe the best thing that's ever been on Family Guy. Um, yeah, it's it's really good. Look that up, Family Guy in the air tonight. You'll love it. Not you'll appreciate man. it. So, um, so the full cast, the full cast. Say. It was good times. They talked about media days. Um, yeah, media days stink. But Gus made media days a little more interesting, I'm sure, than than most, just because he wasn't his usual. Except my dad even called me today, like commenting on how uh, Gus was, you know, fired yeah, up. We kind of got fired up, Gus. I think he, I think Gus thinks he's got more job security than most Auburn fans think he has. It's either well, it, it could be that it could be a combination of things. Um, it could be that he's like, you know what, I can't like. This yeah. is it. Like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to... What are they going to do? He has been here. This is his seventh season? Yeah. Uh, so, you kind of think, like, well, I mean, okay. Like, if they fire me, what if... Yeah. I'm going to get paid. I'm going to go get another job somewhere. Right. So He would... If Gus Malzahn were to be terminated from his contract at Auburn, he would be unemployed for about a day. Yeah. Oh, he'll, he'll go somewhere. Somebody would hire him as an offensive coordinator or head coach the next day. Yeah. So it, that's, I I think he's probably feeling loose. Um, I think he's been given some assurances by some people. Maybe I think um, so too. And I don't know. I I'm I'm excited to see it. I'm with I was with you the whole time. Like if if you're gonna do it, do it your way. Yeah. Um, and his back's not like you mentioned. His back's not really against the wall. His no. back is against the wall in think, that he could get fired and make thirty million dollars. I think he has to have a really good season this year to. Perhaps pad out what might happen next yeah. year. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. I think next year could be really bad. 
in a lot of ways. And, but. and if, again, I mean, if we lose five games again, then, I mean, it does begin to appear that he is incapable of doing much more than that. I mean, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, LSU. That was tough, man. We could lose those four games easy. Yeah. Without, and Oregon. Without, yeah, that's good. We could lose five I, games. I, I looked at it, and I was, last year when we were talking about this stuff, I looked at it, and I, I mean, I said, it's going to be tough. There's it's going to be tough. Uh, Florida's going to be really good this year, probably. Oregon's going to be pretty good, probably. Uh, Alabama and Georgia are going to be good. Um, Ole Miss might not be terrible this year. We play LSU at LSU. We lost to Mississippi State last year, right? Yeah. Um, so, Texas A&M has yeah. Jimbo Fisher. A yeah, lot of talent. We'll go there again yeah. this year, right? Is that right? Yes. Yes, we do. Yeah. Um, so... While our two biggest games are at home, it's still a tough schedule all around. So, and it's a tough schedule to be a fan of because of the way it pans out. Where it's like, yeah, you got the two home games in November. You start out on the road. Yeah, it's a really weird home slate. We start. Yeah. Well, it isn't I, like I last year these. we had like multiple. Like what was last year? Like five straight home games. Yeah. I'm missing missing my first opener in a long time. Because you're not going to Dallas? Yeah, I I can't. uh, For listeners, I think we've talked about, I'm having a baby soon. I'm not. My wife is. Right. And um, that would be probably cutting it a little close. It'll be within a month of when he's due. um, uh, We might have a name reveal next week. We've got a a first name. Tune in next week when Chief reveals his baby's We're, name. Hey, I need middle names, y'all. We need middle names. We're, oh, we send your middle names to at AUChief on Twitter yeah. and also at JamesJones55 on Twitter. Yeah. Or AUJonesy, right? No, JamesJones55. And AUSquid. AUSquid. AU for Chief. Uh, Let Chief now, know what to give his kids. Let's, uh, uh, let's not name Auburn basketball players. Trust me, I tried... Every name for a basketball player that we have. And don't do things like work. Coors Light is not a proper middle name. Well, <laughs> maybe it is. Look, Miller Light is a, a child's name. Matthew McConaughey's son. Matthew McConaughey's brother's son. Yeah. yeah. Roosters. Roosters. Uh, yeah, I um, uh, now Coors Light, I'd try it, but it's not going to work. Coors Light, spelled K E W R S. Yeah. There's probably some a... kid named Coors K E W R S at some white rich kid school okay. right now. <laughs> I was going to say probably some like West Texas uh, no, desert school. No, this is probably some white rich kid school in Los Angeles. Oh, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, Coors. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, poor kid. Here's May. Hey, Mason. This is Coors. Mason. <laughs> I like how you go straight to Mason. Mason. Yeah. Uh, well, guys, look, we got some stuff we got to talk about. Yeah. We did uh, staff picks. Oh, yeah. And um, I can't pull those up yeah, pull because, those. like you said, it was um, it was James pretty hilarious. Jones, the, the 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 thing we discovered is that James Jones is a huge Mississippi uh, State fan. Joe Moorhead fan. Man, you're not lying. He's a displaced Ryan Starrett as the uh, official cheerleader of Starkville, Mississippi. You're right. I mean, I can't imagine like, dude, dude. Uh, wait one second, Chief. Keep talking. I can't get my. Oh, my Google fine. documents um, to open. I wonder. I wonder what. Well, Ryan didn't even pick them as high as uh, old James did. So I don't. I don't. I don't get it. I thought. I thought Ryan. Yeah, was Ryan. A huge I'm surprised fan. he didn't pick up when the SEC championship, I know, the national championship. 
We didn't pick that. We didn't. We should have done a, a national champion. Although I guess we were focused on SEC. All right. Did Josh Dub pick some of these? Otherwise, I'm gonna have him be the record. No, he did pick some. He did. Yeah. All right. So I'm the only one. No, I'm not. Me and James Jones and Chief, all three picked Auburn to win the SEC championship. What? We're the only three Barners in the whole group. Look, I, these people were not Barning hard enough. That, Meanwhile, that was, what, that was what I was looking at. Jack, Ryan, Drew McCracken, Nerd, Will, <laughs> Josh Dub, B. Gwynn. You all picked Alabama. Well, I guess they love the Tide. Guys, I'm couldn't be me. Picking. Couldn't picking. be me. I wouldn't pick Alabama to win a game of Tiddlywinks. <laughs> If Alabama was playing the jihadis, I don't think I'd pick them. <laughs> we'll get a bumper You know, there are bumper stickers that uh, reference rooting for the Ayatollah or something <laughs> instead of, uh, anyway. Yeah, and here's uh, the coach ranking. So here's, okay. This is where, yeah, we're getting what we're, the we're meat of the story here. Meat of the story. <laughs> now, and these are the people who picked Saber as the number one coach. <laughs> Me... Every, okay, everybody picked Nick Saban as number one coach in the conference, except for James Jones, who picked Joe Moorhead. Look, I, I respect. terrific. Respect. Yeah, me too, man. Joe Moorhead. He looks straight up at those five national championships Saban's won. is like, mm, <laughs> I don't know. He hasn't quite shown me enough. <laughs> on Joe Moorhead. Is, I thought this was coach of the year. This though. is up and coming. Is it, is it coach of the year or is it just that's, coach that's ranks? Well, I, yeah, I guess, I guess it's coach. I ranks. picked it as coach ranks like... This is the number one coach in the yeah, conference. Well, he is. And, and uh, meanwhile, I have Joe Moorhead as eighth. No, it's tenth. I have him as tenth I best him, coach in the I conference. I feel like I have him pretty low. I think I bumped him up because I was like, well, maybe James knows maybe something. James. I don't. You and I both have him at tenth. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I may have had him lower. James has him at first. My goodness <laughs> gracious. Oh, best. Best. Uh, this is my favorite thing. Is that Jack picked? No, not Jack. Ryan picked a guy I've never heard of. As the defensive player of the year, yeah, there were some names I'd never, ever, never. You picked Doo Doo Brown. That, is that Derek Brown's name? Yeah, Derek Brown. <laughs> Go on. Uh, yeah, this is really it's really funny. Like uh, newcomer of the year, James picked Kelly Bryant. I think there's an article that you can also read to see these picks, right? I'm sure. I think Jack put one up. I like that Chief put the worst game of the year is going to be any game involving a bam or a dog. <laughs> well, that's. It's pretty good. It's pretty good, Chief. Pretty good, Barnum. <laughs> I picked the best non-conference game is LSU-Texas because at one point, while we were filling this article out, Ryan was like, oh, we weren't supposed to pick Auburn and stuff. Which, uh, what? Yeah, which is a huge waste of time. Uh, I don't did, know why I would I pick do Auburn? That. Probably. You picked Auburn and everything like you're supposed to. <laughs> Except for a non-conference game, you put Canes and Gators. I put LSU and Texas. I'm actually kind of interested in LSU and Texas. Um. I mean, Lord knows they're not playing A&M. They should at least play somebody in the yeah, SEC. Yeah, No, that's that's cool. Uh, they should play A&M. They should play A&M every year. They should just do it. Like, why they just, not? They should just kiss. That's what I, I, just, <laughs> yeah, I, that's what t- I tell them. It's totally... It's just, totally. just kiss, guys. Like, oh, come on, man. man. Um, best conference game. I'm who did, I'm the only one who picked the... Uh, no, me and Josh Dub picked the Iron Bowl. Everybody else picked oh, other nonsense. What did I pick? Uh, Auburn at Florida. Oh, and you, a, and you put frowny face. No, just because I can't so, go. That's why I put um, frowny face. I, I, I have a ticket, and um, unless it gets hurricaned 
out and delayed until later in the year. Yeah, that's Ryan's theory is that it's going to get hurricaned out. Look. And they're going to move it to the week between the Georgia game and the Alabama game. Or something horrible outside. for Auburn for that oh, to happen. Are you kidding me? Horrible. It would be amazing for your boy here sitting no. next to you because I would actually get to go because I only have three stadiums left in the SEC. You never been to Florida? You never been. I've never been there. I had a ticket my freshman year in um, the uh, bygone era of 2002. That was uh, 17 yeah. years ago now. Uh, I had a ticket, but no one to go with. So I just sold it to some kids. You know that the, bucks the freshmen at Florida were born after Steve Sprayer last coached a game. Yeah, we years. were talking about this earlier. Um, Ryan's sister is doesn't know Steve Sprayer coached was, Florida. She's heard the name before. She has no idea who he is. Yeah, it was 18 years ago. 2001 was the last time Steve Spurrier was employed by the well, University Tommy, of Florida. Tommy Tuberville just ran him out of town by beating him. Mm-hmm. Future United States Senator Tommy Tuberville. Actually. Who's announced today that he's not taking the salary if he wins the U.S. I saw Senate. That. Well, when he wins it, because it's Alabama, and uh, he's definitely oh, probably going to win. One of my favorite questions that was the shutdown forecast was... If Nick Saban retired and ran as a Democrat against Tommy Tuberville, which I think he would, who would win? Tough. Because Tough. I mean, that, our Alabama fans, guys, who are mostly Republican, that is gonna a, go out and vote for Saban because he's Saban, but he's Democrat. That is a that's tough. That's tough. I, our Auburn fans gonna go because our politics have become so much like our sports. Yeah, and that you pick pick a side and you just. Go with. I think Saban would win, even as a Democrat over Tuberville. I don't oh. know. That's tough. Yeah, man, it is tough. Well, well maybe they'd just be like, he's just like George Wallace, guys. We can vote for him. Yeah. Fran finally making an appearance felt yeah. on the pod. Poor Fran. Fran doesn't like Saban or Tubbs, to be honest. And she doesn't want either one of them to be I like senator. Tommy, but. I like him as a guy. He's a cool guy. Always has nice watches on. Oh, that's, that's my my main remembrance of him as a coach is being like, golly, he has a nice. My watch. dad loved his hats. My dad was a big. My dad had to have the hat that Tom Tubbs, was wear. He he had a good Russell Athletic hat every year. Every year, and I think his Under Armour hat was good too, but not like his Russell hats. Is that your phone? My okay. phone is killing us. I'm sorry, guys. Sorry for the phone. Oh, this I, is terrible etiquette. I just keep Ryan's thinking I was here getting the coin. This podcast is off the rails. Way off the rails. We're talking screaming. Senate races. Yeah, man. Look, we should probably just go. Anyway, we talk about media days. It's the height of the off season. Ryan, Ryan's stupid Skype didn't work. It's been just a thing. We were we were supposed to watch Captain Ron. You know, you're right. I think Ryan squirreled out on us because of that. I think he doesn't want to see Captain Ron. You and I should have watched it. Well, we should have because that would have been amazing. (laughs) God. Maybe we do, we will have to do what uh, we talked about, maybe. Um, we all just watch it. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, we'll probably have to do a, a separate pod in the middle of the year. Yeah. Which wouldn't be a okay. terrible idea, but we thought we would all have to make time. Here's what we're going to do I'm going to get this living room finished at some point. Okay. We're going to set the TV up before a home football game okay. on a Friday night. Yeah. Anybody who wants to come over and watch Cap Ron oh, can come right. over and watch Cap Ron and then we'll report. Oh, man. We'll have guests. Perfect. Well, James and Lydia, well, Indiana James will be at the Indiana James will be here. We'll be there as a guest on the Cap Ron pod. That's it. We've decided it. We'll jump, maybe Josh Black will jump in. I mean, he's, are we in town? We can quickly... Bring uh, that giant dog of his. Yeah. That. We can quickly record a 2012 podcast with everybody there and just kind of some interviews. Somebody said we should just do a drunk history episode of 2012 and have someone 
Just tell him what happened. <laughs> All right. From all of us here at CollegeMagnolia.com, Orange Street Podcast. Bonus. We love you, Maddie.